I'm Claudia Osorio. I'm joined today by Michael Witness Zapata, one of the directors for Ben DeSoto for Art's Sake. Right. So your film, Ben DeSoto for Art's Sake, centers around the legendary Houston photographer Ben DeSoto and his work as a photojournalist during his time at the Houston Chronicle and Houston Post. Walk me through the genesis of how this project came to be. So originally, um, you know, all my love for anything out of Houston, um, it all started with me just browsing the web one day, looking at uh, DJ Screw images. Um, for people that are fans of DJ Screw and know about his influence to the world and to hip hop and rap music, um, just one night looking at photos and this same series of photos appeared where it was the same, you know, environment, the same t-shirt, so I knew it was like from the same series, um, you know, same photo shoot. And I was curious who the photographer was behind these images. So I, I did some research and discovered um, Ben DeSoto's name attached to it, to an article that came out in 1995 in Rap Pages. It was a, it was a, a rap hip hop magazine at the time. So it gave him credit and um, I just started digging found his contact and um, pitched an idea to him about just doing like a small interview um, commemorating the 20 year anniversary of these photos. This, this was back in 2014, so I figured my team and I could put something together and just release it on social media, just kind of acknowledging the photographer. So um, I got a hold of Ben and he was about it and we were just gonna share that story, that, that time that he had during the photo shoot with DJ Screw. and. Um, we just really got close. Ben just kind of led us into his world, and he showed us archives of his photos that have never been seen. He was like, he's a great storyteller. He just rambles on and on. And my partner and I were just like, you know what, maybe we should kind of extend this and make it a little bit bigger, because he has so much more to share than just on this specific concentration of, of the DJ Screw photos. So that's kind of how things started, and then it blossomed. And over the past four years, we, um, we got interview a couple interviews with him and a lot of you know just research with where his photos were at where they were archived at and um just rolling it all up in a bundle and making it happen and it evolved into something else yeah, yeah. exactly making a documentary that focuses that focuses on a person's legacy that spans 30 years must have been challenging sure what was the process like to create this film so um we just kind of wanted to tell a story, you know, a beginning, a climax, emotional part, really, you know, showing him opening up to us, and then just, you know, a highlight conclusion of to like where he's at now. And um, we really wanted to just kind of advocate for him because we felt like he has, you know, extremely in-depth archive of photos that there's no reason he shouldn't be up there with like a Ricky Powell or a Glenn Friedman, you know, other photographers around the world that captured these moments in time. Um, so we felt that it was important that his story was told, that he was allowed to share it. And I really wanted to go into it, not me sitting down doing a Q&A and him answering, but capturing it in a way that we could, you know, put all these sequences together to allow it to like really resonate with the viewer. And um, it just it just worked out. I mean, we were just lucky that that the turn of events and all the footage we had um, and years, you know, time and time of editing and taking out parts and getting, you know, feedback from friends and, and fresh set of eyes to, you know, not be biased and giving us feedback that they like it because it's us. So it was a big learning, learning experience. I've learned so much about it and, and it's, you got to really have the patience to do it right. Um, as an artist, you're your worst critic. So 
a lot of times you're never satisfied with your own work. So, um, but luckily my partner Andrew Benavidez and I just had really good chemistry and then Ben opening up to us, trusting us and allowing us to share his story. Um, I think it's gonna be like that, you know, that revival of Ben getting his due diligence from the city and hopefully nationwide, worldwide. Was there anything that surprised you during the filming or anything that you learned about him along the way? Um, well, yeah, um, you know, just hearing his stories of, you know, early, early childhood, growing up, what kind of molded him uh, to be become the person he is, the, uh, the experiences of being, you know, from a low-income family, uh, low-income family, a Latino in Houston, um, not really having a lot of resources. Um, his, his father being a veteran, uh, you know, introducing the camera to Ben, and then, you know, that kind of rebellion stage after high school where he really identified with the punk rock scene when he first got um, the assignment to kind of get into that world and um, really connected with the people of this kind of year of the 80s and Reaganomics and, you know, um, you know uh, questioning authority, things like that, topics like that. Um, and it really just touched him, that, that culture of, of punk rock touched him. And then as he, um, you know, as a photojournalist, he also saw a lot of dark things as well, you know, crime and addiction and homelessness. And he really connected with like the homeless community, a couple individuals that let him into his world. And um, he really got touched by it and, and has continued to try to be an advocate for, uh, for the homeless, you know, issues that we have across the country. And, um, and then also like, you know, the mental illness aspect, it, I didn't realize, you know, um, you know, people that work in fields like, um, you know, emergency responders, firefighters, uh, photographers that see a lot of dark things too, they can experience traumatic, you know, post-traumatic, um, you know, experience as well from seeing all that, you know, you can only bury so much. So it was interesting just how much he opened us up to us and then growing as a, as a man and, and, you know, uh, health issues, you know, questioning if he, you know, he's getting early dementia and Alzheimer's and, the, you know, family health issues kind of rolling over. So it's, it really kind of touches on a lot of different elements, but not too much to kind of, you know, lose your interest. So um, I was really impressed by, by him just allowing us into his world. He has such a big personality, too. He does. He really does. <laughs> so you worked with a subject that is so prominently a part of history. What was it like for you to hear about his experiences with legendary artists firsthand? To just sit across from him and just listen to these stories. It was great. I mean, you see these photos of James Brown at Fitzgerald's. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea that James Brown played at Fitzgerald's. Fitzgerald's is knocked down. It's not even there anymore. But myself as a DJ in 96, 97, I used to have a weekly residency there with some other DJs that we had a hip hop night. And I had no idea of the, of the people that had blessed that stage. And that was the same stage that I got to play on. So things like that, you know, stories of these different artists, stories of, um, you know, the Beastie Boys being on tour with Madonna, the Like a Virgin tour, they were booed in, in certain states. And, you know, they didn't really have the whole stage show like they do now, you know. So, um, you know, hearing stories of, of bands playing at, at smaller venues before they became these, you know, global pop sensations, um, that that was really interesting. And even like the rap, you know, the early rap um, 
artists that were coming out of Houston, you know, specifically the Ghetto Boys. Um, it was interesting hearing him talk about that, that, you know, they let him into this world to, to get close and personal with him. And, and just that breakthrough in, in Houston rap at the time that he was there as it was, you know, being, you know, expanding and spreading throughout the country. So just those personal stories, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just love hearing certain stories like that that really resonate with me. And, you know, the connection to Houston, the Houston pride, um, it just, I, I don't know, it just, it's, it's impactful. It was very moving. And it's also something about, at least for me as a Latina, to he see a Latino out there having these experiences. Exactly. And like, I can go out there and have those experiences exactly. too if I work hard enough, right? Exactly. Um, so this film is about Ben DeSoto and his iconic career, but it's also very much a film about Houston. Mm -hmm. Based on what you know, what do you think makes Houston so unique? I think what makes Houston unique is if you're, if you're from here, if you're born and raised here, um, there's really a strong sense of pride, um, whether it's with sports, whether it's with culture, art, you've really seen it grow. Um, you know, I think of the, su the suburban sprawl, like even my parents moving us out to the suburbs, like away from the city. I didn't really realize what was going on at the time with politics and economics and um, the inner city, like not really having any development. You have these vacant properties. And then you, to see it all come back, you know, now people want to move back to the city. To see all these pockets of culture that were kind of wiped out, gentrified, cleaned up, like it's taking place in every city. But I think at the end of the day, um, there's just a, a strong sense of pride. Anybody that I've, that I've brought to Houston or knows that I'm from Houston and gets to come down and experience that, they all have that in common. They all say that people from Houston like love Houston. There's just, I don't know if it's in the air and the water, what it is, but there's just that pride. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just there. It's just, it's a part of you. Yeah, absolutely. As a second generation Houstonian, my mm. mom grew up in the Heights. She went to Reagan High School, okay. which is now Heights High School. Right. And even even though, same story, we moved out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the suburbs since I was eight. Right. But we're very much Houstonians. Yep. We are Houston. And absolutely. This is, this is our home. Yeah, <laughs> it we is. Have, I haven't lived anywhere else ever. No. So. <laughs> but I mean, it's, you know, you kind of have everything that you need here. You do. The culture, the food. You do. Um, what about Ben did you see during the filming of this documentary that made you go, oh, okay, this is why he's good at his job? Um, I think, you know, I learned, I learned a lot about, because I didn't really understand, like, the art of photography. Like, I remember, like, you know, there was photojournalism classes in high school, but I didn't really understand the process of developing film in the black room, that whole, you know, chemical composition, whatever they're doing. Um, I didn't understand that. And then to see Ben do that, and then to like share with us the techniques that he was using and having a name for it, and then looking at Andrew and being like, you know what, these are like all preset filters that at that time you, had to, you have to do manually. If you develop film, you know, you, uh, you, you tweak it out with like the shadowing and the burning. And it's just like another level of things that I, I was totally unaware of. and. Um, then kind of just connecting the dots and seeing how manual film, you know, transitioned to digital film and how we've just, everything's become so tech technically savvy and it's like that art is just, it's all like presets now, you know? 
and you see you see a lot of parallels with a lot of things that, I mean I think of DJing too like you know people DJed on records and it transitioned to CDs and then digital and now you know you're on a computer DJing with like a you know a, a workstation so just how things have evolved um, that that really motivated or you know touched me seeing Ben share that and, and having a different appreciation for for film and you really had to have the patience to to do your work at that time where now you can just plug in a JPEG to you know Photoshop and edit it and correct things that it's just we've grown so fast and fast in life and it's just a uh, it's crazy but that that really touched me learning about that like that that true appreciation of the art you know I, which I think will come back there's still probably like a lot of photographers out there that do this process and that's what kind of separates you from from a digital uh, photographer um, really taking the time to do that and then also to add to that you know you only have one roll of film so that's all you get you know with a digital camera you can take multiple shots you know throughout an, an event or a concert where this is what you get what you get so that kind of authenticity I guess of of you know you it might not be the best photo but it captured what you needed and they're still going to use it so I think that really touched me hearing those stories you only have one shot to capture That's a it. moment and yeah. he was such a master at it. he is yeah. such a master yeah. at it. yeah how did you go about collecting three decades worth of stories into one documentary because it's a lot yeah I mean he's a great storyteller you know um, it's not easy for uh, to get him rolling you know once you get him on a topic he can go and then he can go left and he can go right and you're like time out Ben get back on this talk about more about this specific thing and then he'd be like okay and then he start talking about it again so um, it was just that story you know telling that story to where he started to the highlights you know of growing as a photographer and then you know the ups and downs and all the changes that were taking place to when it was time where he was like okay I'm done I'm retiring you know uh, media was making transition and closing down print media wasn't wasn't producing as much as they used to you know um, just the, the the technical change of things um, so I would I would say that you know um, hearing hearing all those different times in his life and we we patched them together to have a beginning a middle and an end so it was it was challenging but I mean like I said he was a great he was a great storyteller so if there was something else we needed we could direct him to talk about it just to give us enough information to to keep you interested what do you hope audiences will take away from watching this documentary um, I think they're gonna be touched by um, this photojournalist who's a Houstonian um, if viewers that are from Houston are watching it they're gonna instantly connect um, if they're not a Houstonian I think they'll connect because of the the uh, the images the early you know the punk rock scene people that grew up during that time they're gonna be touched by it people that were fans of pop music they're gonna relate to it there's gonna be one image at least in the in the documentary that you can connect with but to to ride this journey with Ben and for him to share you know his experiences while he was a, a photojournalist you're gonna like his quirkiness you're gonna want to hear more um, he, he's, he just kind of has that, that drawn effect where he's going to pull you in and he's going to make you laugh 
and he's gonna he might make you get a little emotional um, but I think I think it resonates well I think you know being only 33 minutes long um, some of the feedbacks been you know they wish it was longer they wish there was more that they could hear from him but I think that's a positive thing because it's gonna make you want to know more and then you can go do your own you know research and try to find out what's going on and um, and learn more about him but you know hopefully the, I think the big picture is to just really like put his legacy stamp on Houston that if, if you're gonna remember a photographer you get you got to know about Ben DeSoto like that should be the first photographer that pops up when you Google search for you know legendary Houston photographers did Ben DeSoto give you any advice as a fellow artist and a creative mm, no I, w I would say no I mean but whatever he had to share I just naturally absorbed it um, super humble guy um, but he's you know he was a teacher also he still substitute teach teaches every now and then but he's really good at just having that patience and and willingness to he's he's not better than anybody you know he's on the same playing field as everybody and, and can relate and I think all those experiences allows him to connect with anybody um, but I've just learned uh, you know about patience um, you know the love for the art you know myself this myself and my partner too this was a passion project it's not for any financial gains and that's pretty much the same approach he had too. you know he did it as a as a career um, you know to eat and have a roof over his head um, but I think at the end of the day there's there's a lot of opportunities where he should have a little bit more than what he has now from from his collection so I'm hoping that this will open up doors for him to finish some of his own personal projects and hopefully get you know some licensing deals for him in the future because um, I think it's well deserved. Do you have any other projects planned in the near future? Right now I mean we have just a couple ideas but um, we're not a hundred percent on anything right now we're still kind of caught in the moment of just letting this happen see what the film does for the next year and then we'll you know reevaluate and see see what our next plan is for things but We'll definitely, we're, there's definitely some ideas on the back, but we want to just kind of enjoy this for now. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk Absolutely. to me, Michael Witness Zapata. Thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate you got it. it. Thank you.